drive to the trap spot, concrete all broken up. Seat in the back seat, eyes barely woken up. Damn, her mind never fully woken up. So she going ape on his face, who going coconuts? Bet she thought it was all hopeless. What Sting is trying to pin it down. Why they locust up? She stayed focused up. No magic, no hocus pocus. Cuz triggering us with bogus love. Ain't they know they sus? Still, did she keep it lux? They acting hard, know they plush. Ain't no need to fuss. Who's dangerous? The game is lust. Shots ring on, they want that rush. Why you bring that blunderbuss? Ricochet, get your spray. Hide your kid under the bus. Run for cover, keep it shush. Another day, buys the dust. Seconds feel like I was not a coward, just no one to trust Shots ring out, they want that rush Cops bring that blunderbuss Ricochet, get you sprayed Hide your son under the bus Yes, yes, welcome, welcome back to Hip Hop Heads podcast, the podcast where we talk about our favorite hip hop moments. Novak, No Sage, we are back out of hiatus once again. And we got a special guest, somebody that I've been wanting to get on the show for quite some time. And, you know, honestly, like Novak and Dr. G, like both of you are like podcast royalty in my eyes. Um, uh, Dr. G here. She's uh, got her own podcast right now. It's a uh, sipping doctor. What is it? Sipping tea with Dr. G, right? Yes, exactly. Beautiful. You had a podcast that dropped. Um, I think it was like a month or so ago. Uh, yeah. Talking about Beyonce. Yes, about Renaissance, her latest album. <laughs> you are um, a super fan of sorts. Yes. And yeah, I mean. Um, to not go too far down the rabbit hole, you and I um, did a podcast before you jumped on your current one. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's always, it's always been a blessing to just, you know, chop it up with you and just um, get the opportunity to kind of, you know, discuss topics, unpack. Yes. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat about today's topic. I've, I've prepared and over-prepared probably. So I'm ready to go. Love it. Love it. So, um, Essentially, we've talked about on our show, I mean, Novak, um, sort of like hip hop soundtracks, even like hip hop movies, but we haven't really approached like a hip hop show. And yeah, I mean, there was like, there's like a lot of um, reasons that I wanted to discuss this, um, this HBO Max show, you know, which dropped rap shit, um, easy, um, sorry, Issa Rae's latest offering. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, before we kind of get into it, like, did y'all have any initial thoughts about the show in general? It's well written. Uh, it grew on me. The, the first episode, I was sneaking and watching late at night because the kid wouldn't go to sleep. And, you know, she knew some of the songs on there. You hear, you hear like music with Trina. You hear that whole Miami vibe going on down there, basically. You know, I'm trying not to let my kid learn some of those songs right now. So, <laughs> so it started off as me watching that show from my bathroom because I was I was really worried about everybody in my house trying to figure out what I was watching because you know it started off as P Valley and then I and then I moved to you know rap shit pretty much. So so my TV watching has been questioned in my house, even though my wife watches the same stuff. But she go, why are you watching this? I'm like, but you started it. I just took it from you. I mean, we're watching <laughs> Housewives, Rap Shit, um, P Valley, uh, Housewives. I mean, you name it pretty much. But this show has been nice because, you know, you know, No Sage and I basically love hip hop. So to watch their journey, you know, from figuring it out to being good at something, it's just awesome to see on the screen. Because, you know, women in hip hop has always been one of those unexplained phenomena, you know. Nobody knows how they got there. They just showed up one day, you know, with makeup on and whatever, and you know, spitting lyrics. You know, like it's it's more to the grind than how they got there. So I love I love their um, their pregame party right now. It's like a coming out party of some sort. So I want to see how Issa Rae elevates it. Yeah, but it's not easy, right? You see them doing the hustle. Oh, they both got their own hustle going. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's interesting because all the characters 
kind of have a, their own hustle. I think Chastity is an interesting character too, <laughs> not just the you know Sean and Mia, Maurice, Lamont, but like I I think Chastity's kind of got an interesting um, role to play, and yeah, well, what do y'all think of the? Uh... Oh, Jason, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think I I, I um I apologize for not like giving a quick like plot summary. I can just say a one line thing where basically like you know this show follows Mia Knight and Shauna Clark two estranged high school friends from Miami who come back together to form a rap group I I wanted to watch this show because um I did love what Issa Rae did was Insecure I, I completed that show and then when I saw her tease out this thing I was like huh because the hip hop actually really stood out to me in Insecure, right? And I don't want to like talk too much about Insecure because I think this is its own thing. But admittedly, I was talking to Novak earlier today and I was telling him like, you know, like there's like a lot of parts, like a lot of like um, places that I try to go to kind of get that hip hop energy. And for some reason, when I'm listening to the Insecure soundtrack of like all those seasons, they kind of bring me to it. So like, I think she loves music. I think she loves rap and I just, I love how she kind of poured in, you know, like whatever she could and got like the right people involved. Um, I guess two quick things I wanted to say before I pass it to both y'all is that um, I thought it was cool that this show was kind of based out of Miami as opposed to Cali, right? Because Insecure, like when I'm watching a lot of these movies and these shows, I'm like, okay, here comes another like LA vibe. Like we all got to like, you know, fold in and we all have to like yeah. bow down and, you know, respect mm -hmm. all, you know, the Hollywood folks. But that that show is still good in itself but um i think the other thing too is that um i i, I saw the the first episode and I, I was instantly trying to write it off in my mind i was like okay they're trying to do like insecure right it's like okay the the one sort of like lux character and the other the other one that's kind of like the straight edge of sorts character but then like as i watched more episodes and it's only eight episodes and you know they're pretty rich each episode has like a lot going for itself like it became more complicated and it kept on adding layers to it. So yeah, it was a rewarding watch to be honest. Yeah, I like, um, Kevon, I like what you said though about you watch them kind of develop and you see them struggle and then they kind of have their breakout single and then you see some very specific challenges at the end. <laughs> <Where> <laughs> I guess we could use spoilers, right? Where um, Shauna uh, runs away from the police. I was like, bold move. I, I'm like, oh God, is she going to get shot? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully that's not how the next episode starts. But um, yeah, I think that is interesting. And even the difference between the two, like you're talking about, Jason, the, um, oh shit, no sage. Uh, the difference between Shauna and Mia, it's like juxtaposing like the different class and taste differences against each other. And you can see Shauna is totally the awkward black girl that like Issa likes to, to have. I think that that's something that it was like, oh, this is an Issa trademark. Like you can tell that like, that's kind of an extension of Issa's character from Insecure. Um, and I kind of like that, but I'm also like, okay, next time we see something from Issa, I'm hoping that it's a little more different. Yeah, it's, you know, what's so interesting is like you write about the, you know, the awkward, you know, the awkward black girl moment in the situation. Shana is like the biggest hater on the show. When she's, uh, when she's doing like the Instagram and stuff like that, I hate, I hate the shaky cam thing they do, you know, and they start recording everything. So they document everything. So, you know, she's watching somebody look at her. I don't like her. So she basically dissects everybody on the show. So Shana, Shana's job is to dissect everybody. She's a, she's kind of classist a little bit, and she sits on this different level. And you know she you know she had that mask on when she first wrapped it in the first episode. She said, "I want people to feel me instead of you know like what I look like." So she wants to be this ugly duckling pretty much. And then you got Mia, who's like this. Uh, she's just a round the way girl pretty much. You know, with, you know, she's a single parent. She's a she's like into everything. She was a dancer for a while. And then she became a makeup artist. And then, you know, the, the crazy thing of her is her relationship with her boyfriend is hilarious. Lamont, you know, the baby daddy? Lamont is probably my favorite character on the show because... Really? He's so emotionless. You know, when he gave her the money for the school, 
how he gave her the money, basically. Because at first, you know, Lamont has that I'm not about anything kind of vibe when you meet him on the show. You first see him, you're like, this dude doesn't do anything all day. He's really in the studio. And he's like, he's a, he's a producer, but, you know, you don't see anything for a while. And then, you know, he has his misfortune, as you already know, in the, in the first season. And you sit there and go, man, how did he do this? What, what, how did this go down? If he's, if he's as savvy making money as he is, how did he get his car repossessed? And you're sitting there trying to understand it. But she had his back. Their chemistry is undeniable. You know, I can't really speak on Shauna's chemistry with her boyfriend, who's very Barack-like. So she's dating, like, Barack Obama this generation, pretty much. <laughs> so it's pretty fascinating. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up the relationships because I'm interested in what y'all think about the relationships, like, um, especially, I guess we could start with uh, Shauna and Cliff because, like, what is happening there? I think, I feel like the whole reason of showing Cliff is to show what Shauna's life was like before Mia came into it because she was, like, trying to be this woke spoken word artist and that kind of coheres more with what cliff is doing in law school um but then it's like he's in new york she's in miami is this really gonna work out and he's cheating is shauna kind of cheating too you know like what do y'all think of their relationship yeah i think i think it's um i think it's one it's relatable i think some of it is sort of initially see-through where you're like okay Mm-hmm. you know like it's not gonna work like they're gonna try to make it work it's a long distance thing you know they're trying to play in the same lane but are they really but I don't know I think there's some complexity to it to like tie it back Novak to what you said about the shaky cam stuff like I know you said like you weren't really feeling it like a part of me almost liked it almost because like a lot of times my brain goes as a film fan first and I was like sort of digging like the found footage aspect of the show like I was not expecting that at all so I mean I think a lot of the show gives credit I don't know if gives credit is the right way to put it but it definitely owes a debt to like the social like network and the social like media aspects of like people like trying to find themselves trying to express themselves trying to show themselves trying to hide themselves so to bring up Cliff like the that was one of the like most powerful mm. scenes in the show to me it was like when he felt like their relationship was like done and I think she was she visited him in New York and he was drunk and he was kind of like airing out all their laundry so like that was like a very like like um emotional moment for me watching the show but which also tied into the social network things right so it's like some of it comes off as fake or it's phony where they're filming each other but I think that's right. also part of the complexity of the characters too it's like that shaky Cloverfield Miami camera. You know, you're waiting for the monster to appear, a dramatic scene to happen. And you know, the first time, you know, when she went like uh, Instagram on us, and you know, I think I think Shauna Shauna's video, the way Shauna sees the world is kind of morbid, kind of like elitist. You know what I mean? Me is me is doing it to have a good time. You know, me is like, look, me and my girls are turned up. You know, they're singing the same songs. They're they're rhythm pretty much. And when you say Shauna's name to me as friends, everybody goes, that girl from high school? So it's almost like she's got this reputation as being kind of like uh, a little bit, you know, arrogant, a little bit elitist, and a little bit off the beaten path, if you know what I mean. She's got the nonprofit vibes. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> Always broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she's got like a, a very serious vibe, and Mia's got a very like playful vibe. Um but I, I also hated the like social media use throughout the whole show until I watched it maybe a second time. I was like, all right, I get it because that's how kids these days are like communicating and living their lives and like making friends and maintaining friends. And that's how people get fucking popular now. That's how they get fame and that's how they get a following. And so I'm like, all right, it makes sense to put most of this through there, but to your point, Jason, it seems like oh, Novak, no sage. <laughs> <laughs> this is the rap shit. Use my moniker. I know. I know. Stop using government names, Ginger. Um, yeah, I know it's um, it's like interesting because uh, the the way that they try to portray themselves as like their friends and everything's cool and they had such a good time at that show, even though it went really poorly. You know, like they're. Try, they're like being their most ideal and optimistic self as opposed to like their real self. But that's what people do. 
on social media. So I think it's an interesting technique to really lean on social media, the whole show. But I also think that the characters are, are well-developed and they seem like real people. Like those are people that I've hung out with in Florida, in Miami, you know, like I've feel that those are someone that's someone I could have a conversation with and sit down. Like, I feel like they're well-rounded enough and um, they come through as like whole people. So, you know, I, I didn't want to make you like the whole spokesperson for all of Florida, but like being that you spent more of your time than us to like, do you feel like it captures some sort of a vibe like, or is it like um, a caricature I, type of? Um, I think a little bit caricature, but I, for the sake of a show. Right. But I feel like it captures city girls. Like every time they say period, I just want to like, <laughs> So I'll throw up, but, um, it sounds just like city girls and like listening to city girls all the time. Like I listen to them a lot. Right. But then, um, watching the show, it's like, oh yeah, this is exactly them. You know, it seems seamless to me. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem like people that I've hung out with before. Yeah, I could I could see the city girl, girls mentality basically like you know you you hear everything's got like that accent on it pretty much it's almost like they take a word and they make it sound cool you know like um you know you know Mia does it all the time you know Shauna no Shauna's speaking like she's like this intellectual she is she's woke she sees everything before it happens but you know you also question that she's so smart her judgment is askew. Because you know she, you know she's got like a super studio in that small like bedroom apartment. She got three roommates. So she's sitting on all that gear in her room, and I'm like, how is she getting the money for this stuff? That was my first question when I saw that bedroom. I'm like, her recording studio in that room is awesome. Yeah. So what do you think about her hustle? Uh, you know what? It, that's the new age hustle right now. So it's like Issa Rae pretty much took what's going on in every major city. Like when you go downtown Chicago or somewhere, there are card crackers and people stealing data and information. They're taking pictures of credit cards. So I kind of saw it and I kind of like, first, you know, I, that's the only part of the show I thought was kind of like very, very like, you know, generic because she took the ultimate hustle that they're all doing right now and she brought it to the light. And when you read the forums and stuff, people are just like, people really do that? I'm like, yeah. I mean, credit card theft and stuff like that is like the highest in this country right now. So she's doing it, but she's not very good at it. So you're watching it, you're just like, oh my God, this thing is so bad. It's like it's like watching a train wreck before it hit before it goes off the tracks right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also um part of it is them because she works at the hotel, right? So it's like all these clients at the hotel are just being dicks to the people that work there and kind of showing like these rich people come and they like demand all this stuff of the people who work there and they're unreasonable. I mean, maybe the statement is like, did maybe their card deserves to be stolen. <laughs> like that's kind of cause you like are siding with Shauna when you're watching these interactions. So it's kind of like, okay, sure. Scream at me now, but ha ha ha. I have like the last laugh because I'm going to, you know, steal your money or whatever. So I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of feel like it's, um, justified sometimes. Yeah. I also think like, um, like it also plays into her, like one being elitist, like, you know, the back said, but two also sort of being like immature in a lot of ways, because when she's confronted with, you know the consequences of that right she sort of doesn't even like man up she sort of like you know like scurries away or is just like very yeah. intimidated at the the possibility of getting caught and, and you know eventually she does but yeah I, I um I, I might be unfair to say like it, it's also might be playing into the strengths of them as actors right like I don't want to say they're like they're like um amazing actors but I think they they do what they do well so um to kind of tie it into um how can they sort of like carry an eight episode um show like if if Issa Rae was playing that character she would probably probably take it in different directions right but um to kind of like touch on this a little bit I was I was very happy to see that it got renewed for a second season because I was mm -hmm. almost like like um worried that it wasn't going to be but 
when I was waiting for the news of it being renewed, like I, I was like listening to the, like the um the Mia character. I think she even has like her own albums that she like dropped as a as an artist, like under her like her chameleon like um like name, I guess. So anyhow, like I, I was definitely like checking for them. I was mm-hmm. following them, and I was definitely like invested. Um, and the other thing I wanted to riff on a little bit was, um, I don't want to like say that this show is under the shadows of a lot of other things but i watched atlanta like the exact same time it's like when i finished season one of this show which was like a couple months ago maybe i finished season one of atlanta at the same time so like one <laughs> it took me that long to even catch up but two I, wait you you just finished season one of atlanta yeah yeah like i'm, I'm like as of now i'm like in season three so i'm not definitely not current and i'm super late to the game but i also found it interesting in my mind to kind of like compare them too because like there was like a lot of like sort of common threads and kind of like interesting ways that you know like the rap game was portrayed there the rap game was portrayed in this little bubble and you know like sort of like um the ways that it went in in those different directions um you know the, the crazy thing like you know atlanta versus this show right now you know you know, rap shit, what, what I like about it is Atlanta kind of makes fun of itself. You know what I mean? Openly makes fun of itself. It's like a parody on life, almost, if you think about it. You know, uh, this show is, it kind of, it takes itself serious, then it steps back, and then the comedic timing of this show got better with each episode. The first episode was kind of funny. The fourth, third, fourth episode are funny. That when you get, when Duke comes onto the scene, Chantilly comes onto the scene, you know, Chastity. I, yo, we got many days where Jesse comes onto the scene, the Duke, and you find out what she does. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I'm like, where did she learn this craft from? You know what I mean? It was the uncle. So she basically, you know, has the sex workers on the show, the best way, to, the politically correct way to say it at this point. And, you know, her personality, like, she's trying to hard to be this party promoter and everything. So she brings, like, this comedic, I won't say comedic element, but she brings this other real world approach to the girls because the girls are like you know me is having fun you know you know you know you know Sean is judging people and duke shows up so duke is like that like that person she's the glue she's the she's the glue character on this show i think she's gonna be the one that pulls them together when they, when they don't get along she's gonna want to show up a club says something you know inspiring and disappears you know, with two girls so you know she's trying to she's trying to live in a man's world in the club what she's doing right now and still stay safe and still keep the girls safe. So she got a tough role on this show. Oh man, I have so much to say in response to what you just said. Like um, sex work is work, first of all. But um, yeah. yeah, I think that y'all keep saying Sean is judgy and I don't think so. I think she just is awkward. I think she just doesn't know her place and is like trying to feel it out because she feels like she wants to do something important and like significant make a big statement about like social issues but she's torn and kind of struggling that like, okay, I'm not going to succeed that way. I'm not going to make money. No, how good my, not, no matter how good my rhymes are. Um, so you see her like ripping out her, all her, um, her, her notebooks, uh, next to like the Toni Morrison and like the, um, you know, uh, Maya Angelou books and like admitting to Francois boom, like, yeah, I gotta like slut out basically. Right. And, and go that route. I don't, so I wouldn't say that Shauna is necessarily judging. I think she's just trying to figure it out and is kind of like struggling and fighting herself if she wants to go that way. Um, and when she sees that it's successful, that maybe it's worth it. Um, but I do like the comedic timing of the sex workers. I feel like they come in and they're kind of like a troop of jokers sometimes. Uh-huh. And they've got jokes every time. Like when they were explaining to Chastity how um, the uh, they got robbed in the hotel and she was like, and then I was down here and I was like, uh, 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 and like <laughs> mimicking the blowjob she was giving. And then she was like, you weren't really like that. She's like, no, but I was. But then, you know, he stank. And like, she, there was just like such like ridiculous banter going on. Um, and so every time it's they're on, screen it's like okay something funny's gonna happen but um yeah i guess like why what is chastity doing there like why do you think this character is even included in the show i mean 
one interpretation could be that the show is demonstrating all types of hustle. And so that's like one type of hustle. And then Lamont is like another hustle, the producer, and then like the girls as rappers. But like, what do y'all perceive like they're trying to do with Chastity's character there? Yeah, I know there's like a lot of different ways to interpret that character. I, I definitely like Duke as well. And again, it's sort of unfairly like pin it against a, a, the Atlanta show. Like that show, there's a promoter aspect to it, right? That's promoting their profile rapper, right? So I think in any like performance aspect, you need someone to sort of like get the word out, get the buzz out there and things of that nature. So I don't know, like this, this might be a stretch. I was thinking it's sort of like capturing some of the vibe of like hustle and flow and like a lot of the mythos behind that, behind the story of like, you know, like making it behind hustling and, you know, and all the hustles that come along with it before you actually make it. And I think it was pretty dope that like the character Duke had a lot to do with like their main their main song their main cut or whatever like that's not how shauna sees it no yeah <laughs> definitely not definitely not right but to riff right. on shauna i love how you said awkward because the second most like powerful moment of the show for me was when she had that like eight mile eminem moment as uh. put it right <laughs> and it's like as as awkward I'm glad you said the word awkward because like, like the apex of awkward Nick. No, exactly. I, I, yeah, I was that was. person. I was that dude. I was like, I definitely was in a moment like, like that where I was like feeling myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna spit these rhymes. I don't care who the hell's here. I'm gonna just do it. And then it's like, you do it. It's like crickets. Like, oh shit, wait a minute. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that that hit me to my core. But um But you gotta take I mean, risks too, right? Like I feel yeah. like what's interesting is uh in a creative space like music like um you know any kind of artistic industry you you want to take risks because then then you know what's good and what fails and what succeeds so i don't know i feel like that was for you even a success because you learned from it and clearly shauna learned from it i don't know i mean once you pass that milestone you get out there and put yourself out there it's easy to keep doing it over and over you know, like, no stage the thing with you is you'll get up there and just let it go. And, you know, and it's other people can't do that because they can't step out their body in that room and have that moment. It's almost like you have a moment like that. You're outside your body. You're hovering around the room. You're spitting. You come back into your body and finish your, finish your verse. But I think that, uh, you know, the, the tag on the Duke situation, she is the Pete Diddy of this show. She's having that puffy moment. So every time I see her, I think about puffy. There's a video recently where he plays uh the Joker on Halloween, and he's yelling at people he's drunk, I think about Duke. I go, I just see Duke <laughs> get drunk, yelling at the girls pretty much. You know, I'm going to manage you. I'm going to make you successful because she's managing sex workers right now. She's, you know, if I can manage sex workers, I can make a hip-hop group, you know, be more successful than this, and I can do it with clean money. I think she's here to become clean and become, mm -hmm. you know, become legitimate at this point. Mm -hmm. She don't like what she do. But, the, you know, the girls are funny. She protects them even when they get robbed. But at the same time, she's got a, she's got a bigger plan for everybody. Mm. Do you think Chastity should be their manager? I think so, because she's tough enough. And you need, you know, ladies managing ladies more sense in this industry because if guys are managing ladies in hip-hop, there's a lot they can relate to, to be honest with you. She's going to go in the room. She's going to be the biggest alpha in that room. She's an alpha. So you got an alpha personality with, you know, me as kind of a... Uh, Mia's an extrovert, but she's but she's like more more uh, submissive, and Shana basically is figuring it out. So she's going to become she needs to be their voice. She needs to be the person that deals too low. We're not performing tonight. Everybody back in the car. She said she's the mom of this group. Everybody back in the car. We're not doing this tonight, or I don't feel safe here. Yeah, but what about like when she was kind of a fool with Timbaland? Well, you know that was that was she got she got starstruck. She, she saw how to act. I feel yeah. like. Uh huh. She saw him and she's like, oh, my God. So, you know, it's the same thing, you know, in the first episode when she saw those guys and she kept, you know, she was talking to them in the lobby of the hotel and they were kind of looking like, go away. And But she she was persistent about it. You know, she knew that she might have been out of her league talking to those guys. They like they were athletes or something hanging out in the hotel and they were kind of being mean to her. Yeah, it was but Dre from uh, Insecure, yeah. by the way. He was. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the cameo. We remember that asshole. <laughs> he did to Molly. 
Okay. Oh, was, oh God. You know, and, and Molly could be, Molly's very much like Shauna, if you want to be real. And that's just, Molly's very awkward. You know, Molly's, Molly's, but Molly's legit stuck up. But that's she's successful her stuck up. She's successful stuck up. Shauna, want, Shauna wants to be successful, mm. but she can't figure it out. She wants the hype. She wants the Instagram followers, mm. but she doesn't want to admit it. And she felt really good when she did that song, even though it's not what she raps about. It was right. guilty pleasure as she did that song. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. My um, One of my loves, um, Hassan Minaj, he... Um, his latest uh show on netflix um the gestures what is it the first one was homecoming king and this one is um the gesture something um but he part of his bit is about how getting those instagram likes he kind of got like turned into a monster and got um away from himself and like kind of put his family in jeopardy uh because of it and so like that's another part of it is the social media and the way that people react when they get likes is kind of uh, addictive and can be a little dangerous. Um, so I wonder if Shauna will regret <laughs> going down this path later. Well, you, you know, right now you kind of segue into what Mia does for money right now a little bit. You know, you know, you got the, oh, yeah. you got, yeah, you got the sex work element and then Cam you got the, you got the 20th, you know, you got the 2020 version of the sex worker, which is the, the only fan star. When I first saw that, I was just like, I paused for a minute because it came out of nowhere on the show that, you know, she was working and, you know, the months saw the video. He was like, he was like, wow, let me see you some money. And so that was, that was pretty, that was pretty interesting. You can see he cares for her and everything. I think I'm going to go back to what uh, Jason was saying about what No Sage was saying about age, because especially compared to Insecure, these characters are much younger um, and they're less mature. Um, but I also think what gives it away for me is they're doing young girl shit that I've done. So like you see um, Shauna is like falling for Maurice and she's catching feelings and she's doing that whole like, hey, where you at? Oh, I thought you were coming. Like, oh, where, you know, like knowing that it's not really a relationship, but she's like wants to make it into a relationship. And then you see Mia. She doesn't even know how to seduce and scheme. She's like goes to New York and she's like, oh, no, you can just put me in a hotel. And then then she's like upset when something happens um and that she doesn't talk about and she gets all mad about and then when she said what it was i'm like really how are you not gonna expect that kind of shit like first of all like you should have fucked him okay if like that's what he was expecting um you made it kind of clear that that's what was gonna go down and then you didn't do that so why are you so surprised when he tried to bring a friend like those are all things that you need to discuss ahead of time if you're going to be doing that shit and have like a contract and have clear rules and boundaries if you're going to do some shit like that. And I was just like, really, you're going to be that upset about this? And I think it's because she was embarrassed personally. Like, I, I don't think you, she should have uh, someone that's doing that kind of sex work should be should know better than to be that surprised. Right. So I feel like she was like, damn, I'm thinking about seducing <clears throat> seducing and scheming and i can't even do it right and i was upset about this i feel embarrassed because i should have known better like i don't know what was y'all yeah. reads on, no, on that i'm glad thing? you brought that episode up because um novak when you were saying that um chastity was sort of like the glue to the show i mm -hmm. i sort of feel like a lot of ways that me as the glue but with that episode like yeah like play by play that was definitely like an immature move if you're going down that route right so it's like if you you sort of like are testing the waters and doing your only fan stuff you are sort of like out of your element and not truly understanding about you know like the career path of other things that that can lead to but i th i think like for the the whole show i found myself rooting for for the mia character a lot of ways and almost like sided with her a lot even when she was sort of doing the dumb shit later on in the show where she was kind of like um an awestruck of the um what what, what was he was he a baller was he just handing over bricks of money they had breakfast yeah like, he's that oh. rapper yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk, walk that. oh wait so is he an actual rapper 
I think I think so. You know, to be yeah, honest with you, that, that's bad. You know, we don't know the answer to that. Question, I know, but. yeah, because I, I was looking at some of the guests, and when you said Guap Dad, I was like, oh, Guap Dad four thousand. Wow, that was actually him. Yeah. So I mean, mm -hmm. like, it's interesting because it's like with every character you should have some sort of like spectrum you should have some growth and some complexity right so it's like you should be able to root for any of these characters at any given time and dr g you brought up about how you know like i think Issa Rae can like write a, a great way at how anyone can be an asshole in general right so like with the insecure for show most definitely and here there's a lot of situations too we haven't even talked about um the francois character which he was sort of like pinned as an asshole the whole time but then when you got to know the character a little more you kind of understood why um a character like that would be even be important to a rap group that's trying to be up and coming you know so but you yeah. but the, you know I, I know why you root for Mia. i mean when Mia's dad situation introduced to the show you know the fact that he was a rapper that's incarcerated you could see like a little bit like she's still daddy's little girl you saw it you know, she's doing, you know, she's ashamed of it. And the whole time she's telling him about what she's trying to do. And he's like, yeah, yeah. you know, he's listening, but he's like, I've already done it, you know, before, you know, and I think, you know, she, she was expecting him to be like, yeah, I'm happy for you, you know, but it wasn't that reaction, you know, because he's a rapper and he can't see there's like competition at this point, even though that's his offspring. So, you know, I think with me and her character, you know, you want her to see her character evolve more because Shana's at an evolutionary point where, She's lived a lot more and done a lot of more things. And then you get into the situation with Mia, you want Mia to grow up and catch up with Shauna. And then you got Duke in the background pushing them to grow up even quicker so she can make more money. Because, you know, as they mature as a group, they're going to make more money and go more, go more places, unless one of them goes to jail for something. <laughs> so that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, Mia... Or if Shauna has done more and seen more than Mia, but I think we get a lot more insight into Mia's home life and like why she is the way she is and it seems like mia feels like nobody supports her right like that's part of why she was like in bed that one day she's like can i have one day you know i do everything for everybody else but nobody like fucking helps me um because her mom is an asshole and her dad isn't like literally absent and then her um her man is like I don't know. It's questionable. Why are you coming now? Like, why do you want me now? Like, why didn't you want me last year? Like what's going on? And so, uh, I feel, I feel for her, like it's tough. And so that's why she's like so tough on the outside, but really she just needs someone. She wants to feel supported. And then what do y'all think of the group conflict when like, so they both kind of do something that could jeopardize their, their group. Mia slaps that woman at the party. Mm -hmm. and then, party. <laughs> yeah. And then Shauna goes and does her own thing on stage. Um, mm. And then there's also like Mia's mad at Shauna for not asking her, like, why were you upset in New York? Like, what did y'all think about all those conflicts? It's. It's, it's like what you're seeing right now is the characters are getting deaf. You know, when they first opened up, it was like an 80,000 foot view of who they are. You're starting to see what makes them tick right now. You're starting to see their major differences in their character flaws. I think that, you know, Mia, you know, Mia, basically, if you think about it, her dad's in prison, her mom is her girlfriend. And her babysitter sometimes, sometimes loses the kid, doesn't know what the kid is. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't have that stability, you know, somebody to say, hey, don't do that, don't act that way. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you got her just, you know, figuring it out, like I said before, she's going to make mistakes. But as she makes mistakes, they're painful to watch sometimes, but they're necessary mistakes for her to evolve as, you know, as a better artist, a better person in general. I think Shauna, Shauna's making mistakes at an all-time high level right now. You think about you got the thing she's doing on stage. You got the Maurice relationship. I think it's the most dangerous thing that's going on in that show right now because he sees her as a cash cow. He sees her as the lady that's going to bring me the cards, basically. You know, he did the he did the laptop thing, and I'm like, oh, my God. You know, you know this is coming back majorly in that situation. So I think that her conflicts are almost going to split this group up. I think Issa's making a situation where this thing, you know, episode eight just hung out there on a cliffhanger. She's running for the cops. We don't know what's going on. You know, we got to wait to next year 
to figure out these conflicts get resolved in 30 minutes because the show is like 30 minute episodes. So it's hard to like sit when you get involved in it, the credits come up. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a, it's like what Atlanta does in 30 minute episodes. The hour episodes of Atlanta are really good. Or even snowfall, you think about something a little bit harder and more serious. It you know, it takes an hour to tell the story. I think their conflicts need more time. I think the show should be an hour per episode over 30 minutes. I think it's written well though, like you said, and they pack a lot into rap shit in the 30 minutes. I think Atlanta is racial terrorism, and I love Atlanta. I would talk for days about it. And snowfall is just a story. Like I feel like it's it's I don't know it's just a story it's like a drug story right (laughs) it's like a drug gang story there's not a whole lot beyond that right that's how i feel but i don't know because these are these main characters are women (laughs) well well you know you start getting more deeply invested in these characters it happened at the episode four for me i started relating to them and wanting them to do good you start cheering for them Mm -hmm. you don't like certain characters like francois i couldn't stand in that situation, I'm like, what is his problem? You know, you think about, it, you know, you, you see Duke in the club manning up on people and telling them what she's not going to do. You're like, wow, you know, she she's that general, you know, in that situation. She, you know, she's on the tank and she'd say, go do this, go do that, bring me my money. And you're like, wow, I mean, she got that Uncle Clifford vibe going on right now for P Valley. You know, <laughs> she's Uncle Clifford with a skirt. That's pretty, well, Uncle Clifford has a skirt, so I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen P Valley yet, but I got. Oh, it. that's a that's a whole nother. That's at least two hours conversation. <laughs> yeah, I um, I haven't seen P Valley or Snowfall, but to again like comment or compare Atlanta, like there's a kid character that's involved with some of the main characters in that show, right? And I feel like that kid character sort of like gets thrown away in a lot of ways, and there's no complexity to that. Like you know, Novak, you said in a lot of ways, it's sort of a parody show or commentary but i feel like the the kid character in here in rap shit is very important because it's tied to um you know the baby daddy right um Mm -hmm. uh, but i i sort of like i think a lot of me wanting to root for the media character is also rooting for that character too like whether they figure it out as a relationship or not like i i kind of like like the scenes with them because yeah like like novak you said like when they were first introduced to that Lamont character like he seems like he's an asshole he's full of himself and like what's the point but then he has his like comeuppance moment and there's complexity to him too but um I think the 30 minutes is is enough time like I think the eight episodes is a good length and um Novak you wanting more of the show I think is is a credit to the writing as as Dr. G was saying because it's like if it were that long like I would feel like maybe Issa Rae would like maybe feel like um i don't know if like the actors would be able to act it out that long would be the way the right way to put it but i think it's it's a nice tight show where there's like a lot going on in the the little amount of time that it has that it has been wanting more so i am definitely looking forward Mm -hmm. to you know seeing like season two and beyond what do you think is going to happen next that we have a couple like lingering questions at the end of the last episode like you know What's next for the rap group now that they're touring with the Kim K wannabe, Raina Rain? <laughs> and then Wait, is that supposed to be Cardi B or is that supposed to be uh, any rapper? I don't know who is that supposed to be. There's a lot of I, I think it's just a white woman in the rap game because that video yeah. where she's like, Ew, in the car. <laughs> Oh man, when he when Shana goes, she does she know she's white? I'm like, yeah, she knows. <laughs> so like, so they're gonna tour with her, and then mm-hmm. also, do you think Chastity is gonna try to ruin them? Because Chastity like threatened them, like if you're gonna go somewhere else, like I will come after you, and they're going with Francois now. So like, and then now Shauna, you know, is getting chased by the cops. So like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> I, I I think I think that. You know, Duke, Jassy will try to ruin them because she's got that ownership mentality. She's an owner. You know, she ain't a worker. She's an owner. She sees them as her property and her resource. And I put time into you. So I think that Francois and Jassy are going to have a showdown. That's going to happen. I think that, um, you know, me and Shauna are going to have to pick who they want to work with again, you know, to be honest with you, because 
I think Francois is going to put it in their court to say, tell me what you want to do. Chastity, there is no tell me what you want to do. It's what time are you going to be ready? So that's a whole different story. I mean, you know, with her workers screwing up and Deja, you know, Deja, another worker that makes all the mistakes, her workers are getting, like, I won't say they're getting, they're, getting, they're doing dumber things. They're making mistakes. So she's got to get out the sex world in order to get legitimate at this point because she wants to be taken serious. So she needs them in order to survive right now. Yeah, I was um, thinking that that chastity character I, I didn't think about it until just now when y'all were like thinking what would happen like what if she actually sort of managed another like competing group that just kind of mm. came out of nowhere like now that she sort of knows the rights and wrongs of producing that can be an easy way to sort of like introduce like a very strong character that can kind of like you know come at odds um with a lot of these folks like i don't know like i i've also been wanting like the chance to say this too like I know we've sort of said like, you know, city girls or like the characters feel authentic. Like, I don't know. I just got to give their flowers for like, um, like having actors that don't look like Zoe Zeldana or like, you know, like just like they yeah. seem like like real people, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I haven't seen these actors in anything. So, I mean, I, I definitely like just love the fact that they they even took a chance on these folks, you know, like besides the guest stars like i don't know any of these people really you know besides the insecure guys too well i know mia from love from love and hip-hop oh yeah yeah that's what yeah. I right I, yeah i recognized her instantly and i was like she can really rap so the fact that she's really an artist and you throw a real artist into that situation you know she's got like she's that miami sound basically you know it, it's you know it's crazy you know the way she flows and everything it's like a sexual fun. It's what I call her style, basically. She's you no, know, it's like Bob, pretty much. She's like she's like the, the baby in Miami. You know, the baby has that style where everything is like it's a joke, but it's sexual. And, and you know, and he's trying to he's trying to make he's trying to get you shock value. She's more she could be a shock value artist, like a Trina or somebody almost. She's younger, she's hungry, and she can get it done. And she's like that on love on uh, love and hip hop too. But you know, it's more baby baby drama, you know, baby daddy drama and stuff like that on that show. And I'm messing with your man. So she's got that personality and she's playing it. She's playing naive on this show, but in real life, she's stronger than that. So I'm just waiting to see her real personality start to show more in that character. I think all that shows up though, in the show, I feel like she's got mad attitude all the time. Mm -hmm. She goes from zero to hundred real quick. If something bothers her like a little bit, she's like all of a sudden pissed off and like you, she can't get off her face. Right. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, I didn't. I've not seen these actors before. I, I wasn't familiar with Mia or Chameleon, and um, I agree. Like, it's nice that first of all, it's like an all-black cast. It's just like um, Atlanta and Insecure. It's nice to see that, and it's uh, also I think Issa's way of like, uh, I'm rooting for everybody black, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, you know, R.J. Seidler who plays Lamont. He's been in a lot of different shows, you know, and it's, you know, it's watching him grow up as an artist, you know, as, a, as an actor. It's interesting because, you know, with the, the dynamic of him and me is that they still got this undeniable, you know, love for each other. You know, they, they're kind of like, you know, he sleeps with her in another episode and it kind of came out of, it came out of nowhere because she was mad at Sean. So she mm -hmm. went straight back to him, but he drove her, you know, she drove her back to, uh, to Lamont. So Lamont's going to get this vibe that they're back together. What I think is going to happen, I think Duke and Lamont are going to end up partnering together a little bit because Duke has got the production. If you think about it, the producer has the artist. Mm -hmm. So he can go out and find her artist and he can also make the beats. Their issue right now is production. I think that, I think Mia's production is cool, but Lamont's on a different level when he's focused and locked in. Hmm. That's a good point. That's an interesting twist. That would be... That would be really cool to see if that happened. I mean, not cool for the rap group, of course, but yeah. Um, I also uh, wanted to, this is the last thing I wanted to ask y'all about this whole premise is like, is there even a place for conscious rap anymore? Sp even specifically a conscious rapper that's a female or a female rapper or a, a woman rapper because... I feel like we don't see conscious rap at all anymore. <laughs> like, what's oh, your thought on that? Oh, this is like, it was like you had a secret, like, ear to what me and Novak were literally just talking uh -huh. about earlier yeah. today. It was like, 
where is that you know like lauren hill you know slash like somebody that's you know just telling it like it is like for me it's been rhapsody um she's mm -hmm. still like you know dropping stuff but um there was this other rapper that i was listening to that i was sort of laid on to um sarak i think she sort of bases some of her name in um like there's this old rapper that she was paying respect to but is also like um Tupac's mom I think that's why it's kind of like separated in Star Rocks anyway she she had a she had a couple of solid albums but she kind of came and went but yeah, yeah but I like mean, neither of those are huge right no like, no definitely not no not me sure. no <laughs> yeah it's 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 tough because I mean I honestly want to also give the flowers not only to how authentic this show is but also how sexual the show is like unabashedly so I don't say that to kind of like be a creeper. Like I, I, I say it because it's like, I think it's it's another thing that it's showing the show is taking a chance on. Like it, it's playing a lot of like avenues and a lot of lanes and it's definitely aware of what it is. So to tie it back to the conscious female rapper thing, I don't know, it's it's an enigma. Like it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's a lot to unpack, I guess. I mean, I think there could be a place. If you think about rappers like Toby and his wife, uh, Baby Fat, you know what I'm talking about? No, Toby's on the show. He's the the guy, you know, the guy that raps. He does those visual videos. He's wearing all green. You know, he's got, like, other rappers in his video. They look like on a compound. You know, you've seen those videos where, you know, Toby, uh, to Toby raps about, he raps that real hard, like, you know, you got to save your community. You got you to gotta honor your wife. And the first time I heard it, it was like, Very man, hey, that was... Yeah, I was like, oh. Then his wife came on and she got this high-pitched voice. She's screaming about what he does for her and how he holds her down. And I was sitting there, I was like in shock that night when I first time I saw them, you know, the husband and wife rapping. But, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, there's a place for it, I think, Jason. But, I mean, no, there's a place for it. <laughs> but I think the thing is, uh, you know, the, I, the people are waiting for it. If you think about it, Beyonce has become conscious R&B. She's telling you how to live your life right now. She's giving people, you know, ways to live, how to make your money, how to have your family. Think about the Carters. The Carters is about being a successful family. I do not agree that they're uh -oh. conscious rap, though. Uh -oh. well, it's, well, it's not it's not conscious like, you know, it's a different level of conscious. This is common sense consciousness. You know, this is pay your bills, become a millionaire, stack your money, buy a big house. Isn't this that is, what all rappers say, though? <laughs> well, 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 well. It depends on who they are. I mean, you know, you know, like you think about Migos didn't say that. Migos had Migos partied the whole time, and they, you know, and then you, you compare them to like um, what's another rapper that Cardi B is all about a party and going to the party and cutting the girl's face. That's what I when I listen to Cardi B. That's what I hear. I hear. I hear she better go mess somebody up. Cardi spits hard, man. And then you She's compare. One level, and it is like. Uh, <laughs> and then you got then you got Lotto, pretty much, who has a, a level, and then you know you got the other new artists, pretty much. Uh, you know, either they're really pretty, they're there to be pretty, and just basically they have like these these voices like birds. To be honest with you, so sometimes you want somebody with some substance. I think that you know if you took an artist like you know Shauna today, you took the mask off and just had a rap about everyday life. There, there's audience women that need to hear this stuff opposed to like, you know, go get pregnant, you know, get his money, you know, fake the pregnancy, you know, and that's, that's the other <laughs> side of hip hop. So, so. I don't know if I've heard any songs that have told me to fake pregnancy. You know, rob me sleep. I'm going deep in the bag on this one, but you know, <laughs> but you know, is, um, is Megan the Stallion, did she like retire or something? Did I read that wrong? Like, didn't she sort of like, Going nah, she she's taking a break from social media and, oh, okay. and the baby say he had relations with her. She mm -hmm. disagrees with that. He goes, oh, I got wow. proof. So she needs a timeout. And then, you know, you know, the other guy is small, blew her toe off almost. So <laughs> there's a lot going on there to unpack. I think, you know, Meg is a pretty good talent. You know, I think that, you know, there's a place for it because there's no voice right now that's telling you how to live or how to maintain. I think you can find that artist right now. They can connect with a lot of people. We do need a Lauren Hill at this point. You know, we got Nas's and everything, but on the women's side, 
you're still waiting for that that great rapper, man. That rapper, like Lauren, Lauren could have been that person, but she checked out and the industry kind of ate her up. So we're looking for somebody the industry does eat up at this point. I think people don't want to be told how to live though. And that's why it doesn't work very well. Like my, my assessment is like, I agree. There's a lot of rappers that sound similar, both men and women, uh, rappers that sound similar to each other. Um, and it's kind of hard to carve out like something more unique. Uh, I think Nikki was just like so out there with like her voices mm-hmm. and her faces and yeah. her wigs and like <laughs> you know um and guess what like she would like just, <laughs> like play with the the tone and um accents and stuff so I feel like she and there was not a lot of female rappers out there at the time um so I think she had an advantage because she like brought a lot of different characters and just saw what stuck. But these days it's hard to stand out. And I feel like the people who are most successful, meaning like who make so much money, they stack so much money because they're doing stadium tours and stuff like the Drake's out there. Like Drake has staying power. He has so many albums. Right. Um, I think it's because they're well-rounded. So like, and even Kendrick. So Kendrick's more of a conscious rapper, but I feel like you'll do something yeah. more fun and more like general that can appeal to the masses. And then you do something more specific. Um, and Drake does like, Oh, I'm in my emo. And, <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, this is my party song. And so you can have like different shades. And even Meg just released a song called anxiety about how, you know, even bad bitches have bad days too. So it's like, the, when people see variety and dimension in a rapper or an artist, they appreciate it more. Um, like Beyonce's Lemonade album, like people who already like Beyonce, like really liked her more. And I think people who didn't really like her that much kind of gained a different appreciation because she put herself out there so much. So I feel like in order to be a conscious rapper, you, you'd have to not be labeled a conscious rapper. Like you'd have to have other kinds of songs too, in order to be successful. And conscious rap, like some of those songs could be on your album. That's my take on like how people, like what the audience would receive these days. I I, I like what you said about, you know, the Lemonade album. I, I remember, I'm Sorry is probably my favorite song on that album. And the first time I was, I was in the car and I was driving back from Wisconsin and I know, you know, Sorry came out and the way that bass line, that 808 hits and her voice goes and she changes her, uh, she changes her tone a bit on that. It's almost like Kendrick Lamar inspired his breathing techniques and everything. It's inspired a whole nother audience of people changing tones. Mm-hmm. He's got a cousin that sounds baby Kim sounds like his cousin. You know, Nikki does it because Nikki was hanging out around them a lot out, out west. So they all started changing their you know octaves to hit different notes. She's hitting from the mid the mid chest. Like, you know, another one is uh Cole Cole, Cole Ray. Cole Ray basically is starting to do that. She's a, she's a unique artist. I mean, I've been trying to understand that. It's one of those things. It comes on the it comes on the radio. I'm listening to it, and I think uh, I think it's not Benzino, her dad. So I think Benzino is Cola Ray's dad, if I'm not mistaken. So she's she's got that she's got that Boston pedigree, that hip hop pedigree, but she's doing it on the West Coast. So I mean, there's there's a lot going on. Like you know, we were talking earlier about the you know, Post Malone. Post Malone to me is probably one of the best rappers out right now. And, you know, I, I told, I told no Sage, why is he getting, why is he so damn good and nobody recognizes this? It's the same thing if you think about, um, you, you think about, you, you gave Nikki her flowers. Nikki is awesome. Nikki's awesome. Um, I think Cardi's had her moments. I think Lotto, I think Lotto's got potential. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if she, yeah, you know what? She needs an album first. She's got a lot of singles. <laughs> so Well, she came know. out hitting hard though with Mariah on her track. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, it was hard, man. You know, I, that's guilty pleasure music. I write roles to Tyler Creator sometimes. And Tyler's kind of like dual gender in terms of his sound, if you know what I mean. Tyler lives in both universes. And people always go, What do you mean by that? Tyler could go, he could be talking about being in love with a boy, and that's the he's rapping about killing the boy. And I'm like, how does that work? And then he's talking about some girl he met at a party. So Tyler, Tyler's kind of androgynous in terms of how he sees people in life and everything. So he's with everything. You know, if there's nothing he won't do at this point to get your shock value. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess I guess we can offer our, our final thoughts on the show and the topic and everything in general. But like Dr. G, like you hitting me it, straight to my core when you're saying like, you know, like essentially like folks sometimes don't want to be told what to hear or would be told what to listen to or be told like like admittedly i'm working on a project right now and i'm hoping for it to drop by the end of this month or end of this year rather but what i'm thinking about in my mind is like my biggest fan which i would hope would be my wife doesn't even listen to my shit because most of the time oh. i am out there on some like conscious type rap you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> as, as much as I'm crying in the corner, it's like I get it. I get what you're trying to say. Like it, it, it definitely is like its own pocket. And now you're making me think like we should rename our show to um rap shit heads instead of hip hop heads now. But um, <laughs> I, I digress. Yeah, I mean, like Dr. G, like it was amazing to have you on the show on our podcast, part of this discussion. Did y'all have any other, <laughs> any other like? looming thoughts on um on rap shit or just the rap game in general well i say the rap game in general for females the person we didn't talk about that's really intriguing me lately young ma i'm trying to understand this because you know i find myself listening to young ma quite a bit and you know the first time you listen to her and you just like i thought she raps like a brooklyn rapper she's a brooklyn she's a brooklyn uh a brooklyn a brooklyn uh, battle rapper pretty much she's got that toughness that edge or whatever and, you know, and recently she was talking about I can kill any woman in the game pretty much. And I, I want to believe that to a certain point. You no, know, physically, I believe that. <laughs> but, you know, in terms of her, her, her rhyme, her, her flow is ridiculous. She kills beats. I mean, you know, you talk about, you know, who's good out there. That's that's probably the most underrated out there right now. I wouldn't mind seeing her show up on Rap Shit. If she showed up on Rap Shit, you know, and, you know, you got Duke in the club and Duke sees Yamba, and then, you know, you imagine that type of, Bro, I just looked this up. Yes, but my wife was putting me up on Young Ma when I had no clue who she was. And I was like, again, you in tune. You got your pulse on these streets. I had no clue who, who she is. But yeah, she got bars, man. Man. She's legit, man. I need to Yo. catch up on her. I'm <laughs> out of the Young Ma game. Yeah. Like, you play, you know, be careful you like play. style life is <laughs> MA, but um, mm -hmm. Young MA. No, I love the show. Uh, I, I thought it was a great second um, project for Issa Rae to come out strong, like maintain um, that same energy and keep the momentum going after Insecure. Um, and at first I didn't think I'd like it because it was like some young girl shit. And I was like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. But yeah, I, I think... The hijinks are real, the hustles are real, and the characters are well done. The show's done like very creatively, and um you you feel like you know who these people are. So I'm looking forward to season two. Awesome. Dope, dope. Did you have anything you wanted to promote, Dr. G sipping tea? Just <laughs> my pod. Yeah, I don't have anything else um super big out there in the public right now. So Sipping Tea with Dr. G on all platforms, um, wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm excited to post this one up because uh, we haven't chatted in a while. Been good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Love it. And no yeah, love did, you wanna, did you want to close us out? Yeah, definitely want to thank you for coming through, Dr. G. It's been it's been real. You know, I love, you know, I love your enthusiasm for hip hop. You know, I love how you know you're you're dissecting the show, man. You know, definitely want to come on your pod, man. I think I think we need to we need to do a, we need to do a whole show on pretty much you know art you know you know artists and who we like who we don't like and who we think is up and coming. It'll probably be a really good show. Oh yeah. You know really? what do we play in the car? It'll probably be a really good show. Oh. I'm listening. To every, I'm listening to everything right now. Nice. You know, but yeah, definitely. I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank No Sage for for starting us up here today. And our po our podcast Hip Hop Heads is available wherever podcasts are available. And I want to thank everybody for listening today. Look, anytime I hit a fork in the road, you know where to go. I'm off the rails, go with the flow that often fails. But lo and behold, they go where you go. No Jedi mind control, because your heart is the code. 
And anytime that this haters clap back a bit, you be like, man, that's it, I'm not having it. You man up and say, skip them, the whip can have a brick. Spending no more time on my knees trying to beg for this. And anytime I was up in my fields, you knew how to deal. A gangster with mass appeal, the blues can kill. You slay him anytime at will. A Chicago girl from the north side repping the ill. And any time that you know that I'm great, you're calling you, babe. But you don't like it that way when times are great. And I had no salary. Down the ride, Bonnie and Clyde, noodles and company. Hey. hey. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Anytime you need me, I'm there. Anytime you need me, come here. Anytime you need me, go there. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Anytime you need me, I'm there. Anytime you need me, come here. Anytime you need me, go there.